you're tuned in to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to discuss topics related to culture, relationships, self-improvement, and everything in between. The most authentic way of building true connections is by being vulnerable and sharing your own unique perspectives. So let's start right here, right now. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chats with Kat. I hope you're all doing fantastic. For starters, I just want to say I am so sorry for missing last week. I was doing a bit of traveling and I didn't plan to record. And between all of the back and forth, I was just like, wait, tomorrow I'm supposed to put out an episode and I have nothing. So I'm so sorry about that. But I'm back and I have a super dope episode lined up for you all. So while I was in Miami for our Basel weekend, I got the chance to chat with the lovely Manu Manso. She is an extremely talented singer based out of Miami. And I actually met her a few months back. And when I met her, I didn't know she was a singer. I just knew that she was really cool. She had a good energy. She had a really dope outfit. And then I saw her perform and I was like, holy shit, this girl's super talented. And I just knew I had to have her on the podcast. She's just has a really good energy. She's inspiring. And as you guys will learn, in a few seconds she's just out here chasing her dream so much so that she was actually previously nominated for a latin grammy and this girl is super young so you're gonna see she's just really cool i'm sure you're anxious to hear more about her story so i will just let her take it from here enjoy Hi guys, I am sitting here with the one and only Manu. Hi. <laughs> we are here in Miami. We're recording this podcast in um, the most amazing weather. Uh, I just got back and it was like snowing in New York and I was like, what the f-? And it's so nice here. Bro, here it's like, oh my God, I just want to be walking around naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. I'm happy. It's Basel week, so you know. Yes. Tired, but good. Yeah, you you had a show yesterday. I had a show yesterday and I had a session in the morning. She's yesterday. grinding. So we've been working and we've been also checking out some art and yeah. and trying to see the new artists and the new parties that they're throwing here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so let me just say like Manu was supposed to when we first scheduled this she was gonna fly out of la fly out to la like right after this so i was yeah. so impressed with the fact that she's like no no no, we have to do this like i'll just fly out after and then she's yeah. she <laughs> tomorrow now and i'm like so can we do 12 30 yeah. leaving tomorrow yeah i was just like wow man she's so about it like <laughs> you're really dedicated to, yeah. to everything and it's i mean cool thank thing. you for having me i'm excited how can i say no i would I wanted to do this while you were here. You Yay. know, I need to aprovechar that you're here. Yay. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, um, so you were born in Venezuela, but mm-hmm. you were raised in Doral, right? Yeah. So what was the early life of Manu like? Early life, like the early, early Venezuelan days? All of it. Venezuelan of days, it. Miami days, all of it. Well, early, early Venezuelan days for Manu. I was born in Caracas. Mm-hmm. April 14th, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I was born in Caracas. My parents are actually both artists. My dad is a director of TV and my mom's an actor. Oh, nice. So I've always been involved in the arts since I'm very young because I used to go to the studio with my mom or with my dad and I would just see their thing. And that was kind of normal for me to just see that life and be in the studio and see all the actors and all the actresses of novelas yeah. and stuff. And I started singing, dancing, and acting very young. I was like six. I was in Las Voces Blancas in Caracas. And I did that, but it was just 
you know, like a, like fun activities that I used to do. I never really thought that I was, oh, I want to be an actor at that time or anything. I actually started with acting. Yeah? Yeah. So after Venezuela, I moved to Mexico. Well, I lived in Spain for a year with my dad mm-hmm. and my mom mm-hmm. um, because How of my dad's job. I was four. Okay. And we lived in La Coruña for a year. Um, I don't remember much of it. Yeah. But... I do remember that I had the accent and I would speak like a little Spanish girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we went back to Venezuela and then we went to Mexico for a year in 2004. And I remember going to summer camp in Mexico where I started singing again more professionally in a way where my parents were like, oh, wow, that's her singing. Like yeah. They had no idea one day they heard me in the class and they were like, they thought it was someone else. Uh-huh. And then we... We didn't end up going back to Venezuela. We were supposed to stay a year, go back to Venezuela and live our life normal. And I just left Mexico to summer camp over there in Venezuela. Didn't even get to go and say bye to any of my friends in Mexico and just literally came to Miami. Really? Yeah, because it was like a quick switch that we just had. And I didn't like, since I didn't spend the summer there, Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to go back and then go back to Venezuela. And it didn't happen. So then I got to Miami and I've been here since fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I was a cheerleader, so I stopped singing mm-hmm. or acting or doing any of the art stuff. I was just like... But you're always performing. That's But performing. I was always performing and dancing. Yeah. And I was in competitive cheerleading. Like, mm-hmm. we were gymnasts. Like, I was tumbling a lot. And, yeah. and we would do, like... Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, I'm cheerleading for, like, a soccer, like a football team. Yeah, you yeah. know? No, we were, like, competitive cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And we would... Um, train a lot and it's totally a sport yes it is (laughs) for whoever still thinks it's not a sport it's totally a sport it's gymnastics plus dance plus lifting people so i did that for all of middle school and then in high school it was in Doral, Doral Mm -hmm. middle school high school i went to ronald reagan and then i was like you know what i want to act and I think I had been acting already in like little musicals and little plays here and there. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of stuff in Miracle Mouth Theater. I took a bunch of workshops. And then I was like, oh, maybe I want to go to school. So I auditioned for New World School of the Arts mm-hmm. for musical theater. And I did not get it. You didn't? I did not get it. Oh, my God. They're probably looking at you like, why did I leave I legit did not get in. And I was like, wow. Like, okay, whatever. You know, like. Thankfully, my parents have always taught me and have been like, it's okay. You're in the arts. It's like, they're going to tell you no. Yes. You know, just keep going. Yeah. Don't don't let it get to you. Yeah. Like, don't pay attention. And then they had this awesome school in Coral Gables. It's called Arts and Minds. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned midway into the year, sophomore year, for the theater program. And I got in. Mm-hmm. So I moved from schools uh, in Doral to... Another high school in Coral Gables where I knew no one in the middle of the year. And I was like, no way. Obviously, teenage, like, drama. Like, I have no friends. But it was a good experience because I feel like I grew a lot there as an artist. I always wanted to go. I wanted to go to Juilliard first Mm -hmm. for music. Then I wanted to go to NYU for theater. I never really thought that I was going to be a singer. Only a singer. You know, like my priority would be to be like, oh, I want to be a singer. Right. And after two years, I started realizing that I enjoyed 
going to the theater and um, even critiquing when we would do monologues or we would do plays and or any of that. But I just wasn't enjoying it as much as I thought that I loved it. You know, when something doesn't fulfill you as much as yeah. you thought that it would. Mm -hmm. And also the whole process of like finding what you really like instead of maybe what you thought that you really liked. Right. So that helped me going there. It was like, okay, wait, no, I do not want to be an actor. Mm -hmm. So I did my senior year in Ronald Reagan again because I was like, I know I want to be with my friends. My school is really small, mm -hmm. the other one. So they didn't even have a prom. They didn't even oh, have a lot okay. of those things. I'm like, no, I want to be a normal senior. Yeah. And then I went to Berkeley College of Music summer program in Boston because my dream was to go to LA mm -hmm. you know and people are like I want to be a singer or I want to be an actor I don't want to go to school I want to go to Boston I want to go to LA where the real deal is at right and then I went to Boston for the summer and that was like the most amazing experience I have ever had really because I'm like wow this is my shit mm -hmm. you know I'm like okay now I understand why I didn't get along not that I didn't get along with the theater kids but we didn't get it along 100 percent. you know mm -hmm. it wasn't my crowd of people right now being around all these musicians i was like hell yeah you get me mm -hmm. i'm like you mm -hmm. you know so that's when i was like oh my god okay this is what i want to do mm -hmm. this is going to be my focus i want to be a singer after i've been like training professionally forever i never stopped except the years that i was in cheerleading mm -hmm. um but it was just like a tool you know it wasn't like oh, this is what I want to do, for real. And then after that, I went to Berkeley, and it was great. It was it was a good... It was cold. <laughs> <laughs> it of was course. very cold. Oh, my God, that was probably so drastic for you. Yeah. Having lived here and then going over there. Are you kidding? Crazy. But what was... So once you got there, how did that whole experience change the way that you looked at your craft um it was i think it's moments that the more time that passes i realize how helpful it really was whereas before maybe i would have been like nah fuck that i didn't even need school and now i'm like no there are certain things that totally even just like leaving miami and spanning my horizons and just like dealing with people that are not from where i come from and that have like the like you know people here are very different and it, and it's very latino and yeah. we're very latin and yeah. regardless even if everyone speaks english everyone speaks spanish and yeah. everyone speaks spanglish yeah. and everything is latin time yeah. and this was like a culture shock in a way for me because i had never been in an american city per se in the sense that i had yeah i had maybe visited new york but i wasn't living in new york right. and new york is different than boston mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um so when i got there Cause I was like, okay, either I get into Berkeley or I get into Berkeley. There's no other fucking way anywhere else. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. either there, and if I don't get in this semester, I go in the next. Yeah. So, um, thankfully, I had friends when I arrived. I roomed with one, like my best friend till today, um, Clay. That's her name. She's also a singer. She lives in LA, and we had an apartment. We were the only people that had an apartment in Boston in our grade. So we would throw all the parties in our house. And we would do all, like, the social events in our house. So I was like, school, whatever. I would wake up in the winter, look out of my window, see all the snow for my 9 a.m. class, and be like, we'll try again tomorrow, <laughs> you know? I was 18 years old, like, living 
alone, my parents were giving me money, mm-hmm. paying my rent and giving me money that I would call in the bar and be like, hey, I need to pay this tab. Can you transfer me? And she'd be like, okay, because I was studying, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I got a little sidetracked and um, I kind of got kicked out of school mm-hmm. the second year I was there. I got put on probation first because we had some problems with a party in our house. Because <laughs> we would charge people like $5 to come in. We would have our friend that was a DJ DJing. We would have another friend of ours like making food and we would make like punch for people. We got caught and we went into probation. And then also missing class. Um, class was a little difficult for me. I've never been like a school person. So even going to like, let's say ear training was fantastic. I loved ear training. It was more technical. Music application and theory, I do not play any instruments. So that was really hard for me. Yeah. And I would also miss class a lot. And I would get discouraged sometimes because I was like, wow, like, am I not good at this? Like, am I not talented? Am I not, why am I not understanding? And everyone else is like excelling and doing all these things. And even being there, of course, it's like, while I was there, it wasn't the manu that I am now, you know? Mm-hmm. Complete, like, not even a little bit. I was still finding myself, my sound, like, what I wanted to, who, how I wanted to express myself in every single way. And just, like, I was shy without being shy. Because mm-hmm. I've never been a shy person, but I think with my art, there is a little bit of shyness. So I wouldn't be like out everywhere singing in the showcases and doing things that I feel like if it were me now, I would. Mm -hmm. But back then I would just go into like a practice room and write and just like be really closed off with my stuff. And and I think it was also coming from that little bit of discouragement that in my classes I wasn't doing so well. So, I mean, like, so in your classes, you, you weren't that involved in your classes, but you were really involved in just trying to figure out who you were as an right. artist, like doing the soul digging, like the work on your own by yourself Full on soul digging. Also, like the winter blues girl, those are really real. <laughs> That's oh like, God. oh, I'm sad. I would come back to Miami and be like, mom, you don't teenage ings. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't understand. I'm so sad. But in the moment I was, right. I felt sad. Like and you were by yourself. And I was there. by myself. I missed my family. Like I definitely got a little like homesick. I didn't have like this crazy level of confidence in my art. Mind you going to a school full of musicians and like not only musicians, talented musicians like gifted musicians that you're like wow you start to compare yourself like uh can i keep up with these people exactly and then i honestly think one of the best things that could have ever happened to me was getting kicked out of school really yeah because i had a teacher actually i took mat music application and theory twice (laughs) and the second time i remember an assignment was like, okay, write like the sheet music for one of your favorite songs and bring it and just present it to the class and talk about why you like the song. So I'm like, perfect. Okay, I got this. Yeah. So I chose Moody's Mood for Love, the Amy Winehouse version. Mm -hmm. It's one of my all-time favorite songs. And I just presented it to the class and I explained to them, my favorite instrument is like a sax or a trumpet. I love any like air instrument. And this song is actually a solo I think it's a sax solo, if I'm not mistaken, that she just wrote 
music lyrics to. So everything is like, it's it's like almost scatting throughout the whole song. It's crazy jazz song. And I remember presenting it to the class. And at the end of the class, my teacher was like, hey, you have such a great voice. And I can see your excitement and your love for this, for music. Maybe school's just not for you. And that always was like in my head. Because I wasn't, teacher would tell you that. and I wasn't offended in the sense that she was not saying it like you're stupid. Maybe you should get out of school. Right. You know, it's just like education, though. That it's not for everybody, right? Not in that way. Because I mean, like you're you're always learning and you're always expanding. Right. You're always practicing. You're always performing. All of that teaches you. But like in that kind of setting, it's not always what people need. Exactly. And I found that to be a trend amongst people that are pursuing the arts at a young age. They, if they do, end up leaving school earlier than anticipated they actually do better after they everybody leave. and that's that yeah. was such a berkeley thing that people would be like yeah no one finishes here wow. because also i never wanted to finish because within the two years i was like okay i'm not gonna wait until i'm 21 then leave school and then start working like and school was demanding not because it's art school you're like oh we're in the arts and we're just dancing around the hallways yeah. like <laughs> this shit was Every single day, like four classes. I had friends that went to Harvard and I had more classes than them. Wow. Because it's like, it's a different, it's not the same schedule. We don't work on the same schedules as, um, let's say, a regular school would. Right. Um, but Boston did teach me, it, it really expanded my horizons in music and listening to things that I hadn't listened to before. I love Neo Soul and I had no fucking idea what Neo Soul was until I arrived to Boston. Mm. And my head exploded when i heard it i was like wait erica badu does like lauren hill i had heard some fugees but i hadn't like really gone deep in there right you know i was just like whoa this is like jazz and hip-hop and soul mixed together aka all the shit that i love right in one place i'm like this is it so did that, d- that definitely must have inspired some of the, it, of your new sounds and everything that you 100%. did. A hundred percent. Like, I think that time in Boston was like, it was cooking all in there without right. me knowing that it was cooking all up in there. So when you came back to, so you ended up coming back to Miami afterwards. So I stayed there for a year, actually not studying. I, I was taking classes at Bunker Hill College, which is like out in the outskirts of Boston. Mm-hmm. It's a community college. So I needed to do some credits. I took a psychology class and I took a 9 a.m. on a Saturday history class, which I failed. (laughs) But the psychology class, I loved it. It was like the first class ever that I ever actually learned something in, which is great. To this day, I love it. It was a child psychology class. I learned so much. And I was also working. My mom's like, okay, cool, stay. But I'm not going to pay for anything anymore because you're not going to school. So I went from like getting everything given to me because I was in school to like my mom being like, okay, I'm going to pay your rent and that's it. If you want to go eat or you want to go drink or you want to go shopping, girl, that's on you. I got a job at Aldo. I was working at Aldo for a while. And then I worked at PF Chang's as a hostess while not going to school, just taking like two credits and I would work every single day, two shifts. Like they would be like, can you take another shift? And I'll be like, okay, sure. I worked there for quite a while. (laughs) And then I also did some stuff with um, maybe some people are familiar with Stis. He's out in out of Boston uh, and Michael Christmas. I actually did a song and a video with Michael Christmas when I was out there. Guillermo, who is my photographer now, 
and my right hand and everything, we met in Boston. We rekindled kind of in Boston. We have the same friends here in Miami, but we went to different schools. He's older than me. Um, so we like re-met over there and he was a big a big part of all of that right. because he heard a cover of Lullaby of Berlin that I did and he was like, hey, let's go have dinner. I would like to talk to you about some stuff. Was like, I think one of the first people over there that were like, I believe in this girl and would put right. me into, he even like quote unquote managed me for a second. Mm-hmm. He didn't really, you know, yeah. it wasn't anything crazy, yeah. but he definitely encouraged me a lot to to pursue it and, and showed me that I was able, you know? Right. And then, so, I mean, have you, how many of those people have you had come into your life after you decided that you weren't going to take that route? Like, after that, Guillermo came into your life, and then I'm sure in Miami, people kind of began to believe in you, too, after your music traveled over here and stuff like that. So what was that like as well? So while I was over there, I was working with a producer here. I did Lullaby of Berlin, I did that cover, and I did a cover of Valerie that I would put up on my SoundCloud. And then... We were working on an album. I would send him voice notes from the practice rooms. Like, oh, this song, let's do it. And we were working back and forth. I was coming down a lot. And then I was like, you know what? My nephew was about to be born, my first nephew. And I had told my mom, like, you know, I don't know if I want to go back to school. I don't, I didn't feel my growth over there. I, I felt a little stuck and discouraged. And I didn't like feeling like that. And she's like, okay, cool you're going to stay there. And I was like, no, 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 no. It took a while, but they understood. And they're like, okay, so you're going to come. And if in two weeks you don't have a band together, I'm going to send you back. Whether you scream, cry, throw a fit, I don't care. So I came. I had to put a band together. Holy cow. Yeah, right away. Yeah, no, crazy. But and then I was working with this guy on the album. I did a couple of things with him, released the first single called Change that you cannot find it anywhere because it's off. (laughs) We took it out. (laughs) Why? Because I don't know. You know, you do things. I was like 18. Like, no, I'm like, no, thank you. It's it's might be somewhere in the deep, dark web, but not not anywhere findable Mm -hmm. for now and then we worked on my first album um and as i was doing that my mom was like okay let me just she knew some guy in doral that had this little spot called house of rock tiny little place he would do karaoke nights and stuff and he's like hey we'll bring like a crowd can we just use the place for a night and he was like yeah sure so i invited all my friends it was like 30 or 40 people that went and like I just played my first show ever and after that I just started playing more and more and more and I did a couple things around Miami the W Hotel I didn't even have an album at that time so I was just singing covers and like three songs that I had written Mm -hmm. and then we started working on an EP and that's when we decided like okay everything I had been doing was in English and we're like, why don't we just do it in Spanish, mm-hmm. you know? And mind you, I do speak Spanish, but I would read a lot in English at the time. I was not reading in Spanish. I was not writing in Spanish. I was, everything was in English, you know? I was in Boston also. I was writing music in English. I was speaking in English, yeah. everything in English. And then I was like, okay, that could be cool. Let's see, you know? And once I started getting into sessions and writing and my dad was like, just start reading 
in in Spanish. I love poetry, so I read a lot of poetry and a lot of poetry in Spanish. Now it's like my favorite thing. And as I started writing in Spanish, I was like, wow, this is like really cool. It's different. It's a different form of like expressing yourself because you have more words. You have different words. This, the way you say things is a little more romantic. Not that I don't love English, but even writing in Spanish, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's more rich in yeah. vocabulary and yeah. how you can say certain things diff in different ways. So I started doing that, writing in Spanish. And this producer <laughs> would just like send me into these sessions with like Tommy Torres, who has written like all the best songs in Spanish from like amazing artists, Jesse Joy, he wrote Corre. I did stuff with Luis Enrique, that wrote the Jonas Mañana. Yeah. And um, Alex Subago, who, who I love. And after, and being in those rooms, imagine I'm 18, fresh off, like, don't know what I'm doing with these monsters. And I just didn't know. I was still on that whole, like, okay, yeah, now I know a little bit more, but I still don't know. And I'm not so confident. And right. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. So I was kind of letting them do a little bit more. And I was just learning. Yeah. which was good like shadowing shadowing and also like yeah giving my input but how am i gonna tell someone that's been writing for 20 years oh no i don't like that yeah. which now i would be like no actually i don't like that let's do it like this because now i'm more comfortable and i i've done more stuff and you know but at that point i i, I didn't really know how to say no or how to say yes right it was just like a, okay yeah you know so then um, so every year is a big deal, but 2015 was a very big year for you because yeah. you were nominated as the um, new artist yes. for like best new artist, best new artist for the Grammys that yes. year, live Grammys that year through that album, through be that album. Uh -huh. So I mean, first of all, walk me through that day where you found out that you actually got nominated. That story is like insane to me till now to this day, because as we started that whole thing the whole album process, everyone, including my producer, was like, we need to get it into the Latin Grammys. We need to get... And I was like, are you guys out of your fucking mind? Yeah. What do you mean get it to the Grammys? Like, okay, I get it. Dream big, but let's be realistic. Yeah. You know, like, no way. This is not going to happen. And then, um, so we did the whole the whole thing. We, we submitted the album, blah, blah, blah. You start waiting. And then someone told us, like, oh, she made it to the, like, the like 13th, like, the final 13th round. Because it starts, like, as 100, and then it's, like, it goes wow, lower really? and then lower. Yeah. And so I was in, like, the top 13, and after that, they choose five. So I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I'm not even going to think about it. Yeah. And that they were announcing their Grammys the day, like, three days after. So I'm just, like... In my bed, let's say, I think the time was like at 11 a.m. And I'm in bed. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to check. Like, I'm not going to check. I'm not going to trip. Like, unless someone tells me, I'm not going to, like, go and check and then, like, see that I'm not. So then, like, my producer called me. I didn't answer. Because I'm like, no one's screaming in my house. So that means that I'm not going to fucking answer someone's phone call yeah. to tell me I didn't get a nomination and gave me the whole, it's okay spiel. Mm -hmm. So I ignored, and then out of nowhere, I just hear my mom, like, 
running to my room, like screaming, like, they don't mean like a psycho and i just look at her and i'm like yo chill like i'm sleeping like super like oh whatever <laughs> like whatever because in your mind you had already put in your mind that like you didn't get it right or i had just put in my mind like whatever it's not a huge deal that happens to me a lot with big deal things that i'm like i'm not like wow yeah i'm like oh oh cool and then later i'm like oh wait what yeah so She's like, then I mean, I'm like, I could not believe it. I was like, wow, this is like real. Yeah. I was just in shock. So I don't think it even like process process in the moment. I called my best friend, Gabby Clay that day in FaceTime. And I was like, oh, like they nominated me. And she was like, what? I'm like, yeah. And she starts bawling her Aww. eyes out. She's like, what? Oh, my God. And then I started bawling because then I was like, oh, shit. Okay, it's for real. So I started bawling. And then after that, it was so great because it really gives you a push. You know, Um, I wasn't doing any media before that. I'm still an independent artist. But at that time, I was very independent. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I hadn't done any media push at all for the album. Everything was like in-house. My sister does all my graphics. Um, my best friend David does all my videos and art direction. And my friends do all my photos. So it was a very, you know, family job yeah. and work that we that we put out there. And after that, I had to get a publicist and started doing all the media runs. And now all now i could do all the media rooms because now i'm a latin grammy nominated right. so now they they're like okay come by right so that was a good good year up to november where like we were just working 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 and then we went to the grammys and it was like wow well i mean like what was that you saw like all of your like idols there i'm sure it was insane because you still don't think like i'm here because i was nominated <laughs> right yeah You're like, wait what and I got this beautiful dress, Angel Sanchez. We had to go to New York with my stylist and Yogi came and we went, got this beautiful purple gown. And like it was a it was a fairy tale, that whole running up to it, like leading up to the thing. Yeah. And then walking the carpet. I had never walked the carpet like that in my life yeah. where I'm actually doing press. Because I had walked billboards and I did a little bit of press, but it wasn't like, well, I'm a nominee. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And that was just a great, great experience. And then after that, well, now I'm, now I'm onto some other other stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, those. So I mean, like that that put you on the map in a lot of ways as like an independent artist. Like you're saying, like people, I'm sure after that, like sought you out and were like trying to work with you because yeah. you know they knew. I mean, everybody else knew within your circle that you were quality. But yeah. now to the world, like you were out there and people knew like what you could bring to the table. Yeah. But um, like, so this is completely unrelated to music mm. but i don't know if you remember this because you probably don't that night was pretty crazy i met you the first time at culture club yes and you were wearing this like gold dress with like a gold headband yeah i remember and like i didn't know who you were but i was like oh my god like i love you often you're like oh thanks my friend made it or Ariana, yeah, yeah yeah and then later on that night you performed and i was like wait who's this girl and then nikki who's our mutual friend mm-hmm. was like oh that's Manu. And i was like oh my god she's amazing and i think you performed like um xxx novio mm-hmm. right and then um 
I was just like, dude, like she's a, she's an amazing singer, but like she also has an amazing fashion sense too. Yeah. So like I'm sure people have told you that before. Yeah. Is fashion like a like a passion of yours? Believe it or not, if you saw my outfit right now, you'll be like, okay, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? <laughs> because no, but yes, I do love fashion, and it's something that I was actually talking about yesterday. Remember, I was telling you about the meeting that I had. Um, and I was just saying it's cool because you start to to lay, like see that you can branch out to different things. And it's not only music and right. fashion is something that I totally want to do in the future and want to I want to have my own line or, or do like a collaboration. Yeah, you know, I, I don't totally see you doing that. I totally want to do like a collaboration with someone with with a brand. I don't know if I want to have my own brand, but maybe later on I will. I think you totally should you know? just do that too, girl, because yeah. I'm sure like people see your outfits and are like, wait, how could I get that? Yeah, I want that outfit. It's cool. It's it's you wonderful. Know? Lately, it's been more of a thing. My grandma's super fashionista. Really? So a lot of stuff that I wear that people are like, yesterday I wore like this white suit and I can't even tell you how many people are like, oh my God, where did you get that from? That's so beautiful. Where'd you get that from? Wow, wow, wow. I'm like my grandma's closet. No way. I swear. She is like the most like fashionista. She's 87 years old. You will see her and you'll be like, what? She's writing for Vogue Mexico. What? Like she is an OG. Yeah. She, so you literally, what, like you go to like all her vintage clothes and you just, just like. She what? has like the most amazing like. Rivanchi stuff, vintage, like, re- like YSL jackets that she's wow. just had for like over 60, 50 years. Oh and it's gosh. like. So you have like a nice capsule there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't even have to shop. Literally. Like, Can I just borrow this? I'll bring it back. Seriously. There's things that I'm like, wow. Okay. Give me more. <laughs> I like jack her stuff. And I'm telling you, every time I wear it, people are like, oh my God, I love that. I'm like, thanks, grandma that's special that's mm-hmm. really special so i mean like you know who you get it from yeah you know exactly your, your i know exactly from. where i get it from Do you guys shop together and stuff yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so she's dope. awesome that's so so dope um so do you have like a favorite store though i am such a cheap shopper yeah i love i love thrifting i i, I love thrifting in new york mm-hmm. it's amazing i've gotten like all of the jean jackets that i have that are incredible i've gotten in new york for like three dollars Yep. I love thrifting. Um, I thrift a lot. I mean, I buy a lot of stuff here from the Wired Heart. It's like my friend's store. I pull a lot from her. A lot of stuff I wear from there. Mm-hmm. I like to shop. Dude, I like Forever 21. Like, I don't need people to talk so much shit about it. I like <laughs> it. I get all my shades from there. I can't yes. have nice shades because I lose them. So... I can't, the only thing, I like jewelry, mm-hmm. but I like nice jewelry. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, th- the one thing that I'm like, and shoes too. Yeah. Yeah. So but you clothing, a bit on that? Yeah, I splurge a little bit more on that. Mm-hmm. But but I love like just shopping at stores where, thrift stores and vintage stores, because people don't have it. People are never going to get like another another one you know? exactly exactly yeah. yeah i mean you're definitely unique so i can see you being like i want unique outfits yeah too. Like, yeah no, don't it's try cool. to copy me don't try don't try to copy my style unless you have your own brand but you can you can <laughs> and then you're just like exactly that's different <laughs> um so you recently came out with a single titled los sabes yeah and um i listened to it and it was great Thank i tuned you. it on spotify yes and i was listening to the lyrics and i was like wait where did this come from like all of this this emotion this emotion yeah 
Wow, this album is so amazing. I am so proud of it. It's so me. I wrote it all. I co-wrote, I think, maybe three songs out of the album. And, I mean, the other ones I co-wrote with the producers who are all American and don't speak Spanish, so it was more melodically. But all the lyrics are my lyrics. Right. For this song in, in specific, this was supposed to be the last song of the album that didn't make the cut. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it, it talks about, I had a really shitty relationship before my current one. And the whole album is kind of touches on that. So it's very personal. If you know me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't, I guess like everyone has had that one person that you're like, oh, horrible. And, and it's not heartbreak. It's just like, a bad relationship and this song it's called Lo Sabes because it's kind of me talking to me in a way um, saying it says ya no soy mi mundo dado vuelta al revés lo sabes ya no soy la misma de antes ya todo cambió because it's been like okay like I'm not the same person I was when I was with you like you no longer have control over my emotions like I am strong now and i am free and i'm like not gonna run back to you like i have done every other time yeah. so it's kind of like an empowering like self powered song yeah <laughs> so yeah that, that that's a i love i love that song i love the track i love the producers that i worked with on listed music they're my homies and and that, that's what the song's about i can tell you had a good time making it Yeah. It, it's an upbeat song. Yeah. It's an upbeat song. It's just like if you listen, you're just like, yeah, like this definitely came from a real life experience. Right. Like, something's something is behind that, you know? Yeah. But I loved it. It's really Thank dope. you. Um so you're talking about the album. Are you gonna release it in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen? Twenty eighteen. Okay. Um so the year's almost over. Yeah. Um we wanted to do because of the hurricane and all, all the stuff that happened in Mexico and in Puerto Rico. We wanted to release for a, a first single in October, but then all of this went down, and it's like, no, we're not, we're not gonna do that. It, so we didn't want to end the year without releasing something. So that's why we chose this song that wasn't Got going it. on the album, and it's not going on the album. It's a separate. It's actually their song featuring me. Okay. Um, but just so people can hear something, and then next year we're coming in full force. February, your first single drops with the music video. And then in April, second single music video. And then a couple of weeks after, we're just going to do the whole album. Yeah. So you're going to be able to enjoy that. Yeah, yes. that's why I'm going to LA to mix it. So it's almost over. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so excited. And so, like, after the album comes out, what is your vision? Are you going to start meeting some of your fans in other cities? Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to play a lot. We want to do a media tour. We want to hit Mexico. Um, I haven't been to Mexico at all for music so i really want to just like put my foot in there and and do some press and some media runs and i definitely want to start touring and, and playing more shows and you'll definitely see a lot more next year yeah that's exciting yeah i think yeah the people definitely want to see you like i've seen you live and i'm like oh my god she needs to do this it's more. a different feel i it feel is. like people really enjoy it once they see you live with any artist you're Because like i love your this personality exactly and that's where you like really captivate people. and connect and exactly. like that that human connection exactly. you're not gonna get it even through the phone it's cute but it's not the 
the energy right i love playing live it's my favorite thing yeah you're amazing at it Thank i mean you. you you haven't been doing it for that long but it seems like you've really just invested time into practicing and like yeah. perfecting yourself so i don't like if this is just the beginning i really don't know like what it's gonna be in <laughs> five years you're gonna be killing it Thank more than you. you already are yeah yes girlfriend um so yeah, album is coming out. That's going to be super exciting. And you'll be sharing that just like on all the media. On platforms. all social medias. Yeah. And I'm going to, you'll hear it on some Spotify playlist that we got on there. And it's Word. just going to be everywhere. Word. Um, <clears throat> so we were talking before we started recording. And like the main thing that I want to focus on on my platforms is inspiring our generation to just really go out there and like do something big. I think that we've come to a place in history and in just our, all of our lives where things have to change and it all starts at a human level and an individual level. And I think that the more that we begin to tune in and like figure out what it is that we were meant to do in our lives, we can begin to heal the world, right? Yeah. Cause it's like, we'll be then putting out our energy. So what advice do you have for, for our generation that, that feel like, their dreams are kind of something that should just like be put on the side, like maybe a guess, but not something that they take serious, you know? Yeah, I think that um, a big thing that people sometimes think is that they're not big enough in the sense that they're, they're let's say, you know, when people, when you're like, okay, everyone go vote, every vote counts. And people are like, no, it doesn't. My vote does not count. And it's like, no, it totally does. Like, just because you, you think that you're small, like, you're not small, you know? You're capable and you can, even if you come from nothing, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's just, like, really believing in yourself mm -hmm. and really, like, no matter your circumstances and no matter what you're doing, where you are, if you don't have money, if you do have money, if, if you, you don't have your parents or any of that, like, you are capable because it's been done before. Yeah. So what makes the difference between you and someone who's already accomplished it? Right. Just the will, right. you know? What resources, like when you were at your lowest, where did you gain your strength from throughout this entire process? <sighs> where did I gain my strength from? Honestly, reading things mm -hmm. and like reading inspirational. I'm so about like inspirational books and, and like self-help books mm -hmm. <laughs> that's like totally my thing do you have any favorites i read the four agreements at a point where i was like wow i it was like a great moment for me to read it i read the alchemist which i love i have a couple other books that even like poetry books because you you can relate you know listening to music yeah. even sometimes like maybe your friends don't relate to you you know sometimes you, it, it happens it's happened to me that although I have a lot of great friends, I have a lot of friends that maybe at that level I don't relate to. So I have my key friends that I will speak about certain things, but sometimes you don't want to. Right. So so reading it from and seeing other people go through it that are not your 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 friends who are around you, they're just strangers, it, it it helps a little bit. Yeah. Because you know it's not just you being drama. Right. You know? And then sometimes I feel like the things that you're going through, like you don't really want to share it because you don't want the people around you to look at you different. Right. And be like, oh you're so the you're so weak. You're so yeah. drama. Because yeah. you're gonna overcome it. But then right. they they'll never forget that you were that there at some point, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think reading is so important. Yeah. That's it's very the best thing. It's great. It's I don't I have A D D up the ass but i can't read like novels i will not i can't i've tried i wish i could i want to no it's i can't happen it's not happening man <laughs> so i have to like read poetry or like short chapter self-help books yeah which i love 
those are the best yeah because yeah. it's like what you need is like the inspiration and the, the insights inspiration right right then and there and it just you see that it's not only you man yeah everybody even the most successful people and I, like i love reading success stories and i love reading stories about people i admire and seeing um their journeys and and just being like even i have doubts you yeah. know people sometimes are like oh you're doing so great i'm like oh really because mm -hmm. i don't feel like i am and sometimes i'm like yes i'm doing great yeah but a lot of times i'm like fuck maybe i should be doing more like why am i not doing this why am i not doing this da, 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 da. people don't see it but you always live with that right and then where like where do you think that comes from most of the time is it like I've been going through this myself too where I'm just like what the hell am I even doing like I start to compare myself yeah. so much and it's like you're not doing it on purpose it's just like you're just like do I still fit into this equation yeah. you know we have so much access to so much that we we get lost in the sauce of other people seriously but I always remember that Because I think people see it with me that if you see my Instagram or you see my and it's like, oh, my God, you're so happy all the time. Your life is all which is great. You know, yes, I am happy most of the time. Like my life is great, but it doesn't mean that I don't also have my doubts and I don't also like feel down some days and don't feel so confident. And then some days I'm like, hell, yeah, I'm that bitch. I'm the shit. Yeah. And then there's days where I'm like, I don't want to leave my house because I'm uncomfortable and like I'm not happy right now and I just don't know what it is. I'm just not in a mood. Yeah. You know? So I think that comes from that, letting ourselves, comparing ourselves to others all the time, mm -hmm. where they go through the same exact thing, no matter how much money and power and lavish their life might seem like it is, they go through it too. Yeah. I think that's important for everybody to remember, especially in the era of Instagram. Oh, yeah, it's so imagine. hard for people to disconnect the images oh. from like real life, you know. And like going and like live your life. Exactly. Man. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so this was amazing. This is a this was amazing awesome. healing interview. This is I so energizing. <laughs> um, where can everybody find you on social media? Manu Manso, M A N u m a n z o everywhere on the twitter on spot on instagram on snapchat on facebook my website is that with the links to all the music and everything and in whatever your favorite digital platform and then and if there was one message that you could get out to the world what would it be one message i can get out to the world so cliche and i hate it because they're so cliche but Just do your thing and believe in yourself and, and do whatever you, you, you want to do. You're going to figure it out. You're literally going to figure it out. <laughs> yep. That's mm -hmm. the word right there. I totally agree. Well, That's thank you it. so much for sitting thank with you. me. Thank you. You were amazing. I'm so happy. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye. Wasn't she great? <laughs> I had the best time talking to her. And honestly, Manu has already accomplished so many great things, but this is really just the beginning for her. So make sure to follow her on social media to keep up with her journey and the new music that she will be releasing. And before I go, I want to leave you all with some inspiration by none other than JK Rowling. Failure is so important. We speak about success all the time. It is the ability to resist failure or use failure that often leads to greater success. And as Manu has clearly demonstrated, as J.K. Rowling has clearly demonstrated based on her history with trying to get publishers to take on the Harry Potter series and her not ever giving up on her dreams and her vision, it is absolutely imperative that we 
take our failures as lessons and we keep trucking and we keep moving because our dreams are absolutely worth it and will be what makes life worth living so go out there chase your dreams i'm sending you all tons of love and good vibes so i will chat with you all next week i promise i'll be on that was this week's episode i really hope you all enjoyed it if there's anything you would like to chat about send an email to chats at catlantigua.com and i'll make sure to get back to you you can keep up with me in between episodes by following catlantxo that's c-a-t-l-a-n-t-x-o on twitter and instagram If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I'm sending you all lots of love, light, and good vibes. We'll chat next week.